Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. Uh, As always, if you don't know, you better ask somebody. It's your boy, DJ Billy A. And across the way from me, making a beat for the streets with some of that sweet heat is my man 50 grand why don't you tell him who you am my friend well hello there old friend hello good to hear your voice as usual yes good to be heard good to be Mm. heard i'm in a good mood man i got some career news i don't know if i brought that up you didn't i didn't say that yeah so wait i didn't say who i am Oh, go! My bad. My bad. No, I. Well, I know who you are. Hopefully, our listeners do at this point. They probably do. But But if they don't know, they better ask somebody. Go ahead. Who do you think they should ask? That's right. Well, it depends. Bow wow. What kind of day are you having? Yeah. (laughs) Anywho, my bad. I apologize. I stepped on the toes of your. I don't know if we ever talked about this, but on the, uh, on that song on Doggy Style, where he's like, "And what's your name?" My name's Snoop. You better ask some. I'm a motherfucking hustler. What do you want to be when you grow up, Snoop? I'm going to be a motherfucking hustler. You better ask somebody. Yeah, that's Bow Wow. That's Little Bow Wow. That's Little Bow Wow. Truly Little Bow Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his mom, I've heard the story that his mom took him to uh, the Chronic Tour. And he was little. Like, he's like, yep, shout out to my moms. I got a cool moms. She took me to the Chronic Tour. And at one point, somebody saw him, saw the little dude, little man in the audience, thought it was crazy that there was a little kid at this straight up, you know, it's the dog pound, Snoop, Daz, Corrupt, RBX, Dr. Dre. They're touring hardcore gangsta shit. And here's this little boy. And they bring him up and they let him rap a little bit. And he was actually signed to death row at one point. Uh, but they were a little, he was a little kid. They didn't really know how, how to market him or what to do with him because they were you know, making grown man, hardcore gangster music. So that's when, uh, Jermaine Dupree's like, Hey, let me, let me swoop in and let me, let me 
bite his kid's contract off you. And I think I know what to do with him. And the rest is history. But Jermaine is like, that was not the environment for a child. Like, like he it, like respect to his mom for trying to help him with his dreams and push him through. He's like, but I don't want to know what would have happened to Bow Wow if Bow Wow stays at death row. Like that's just wasn't a good look for a kid. Like, so, I mean, but yeah. What dude, if he would have became the greatest rapper of all time? Yeah, he, no. Yeah. <laughs> he might have, but I don't. You, you got people. Uh, under the wing of Snoop Dogg? Well, Snoop didn't stay though. That's the thing that we, we know what happened to death row. We we know the collapse of death row. We know that there are people that lost a lot of money, people that were murdered, people that were beat up. But maybe Snoop is like, I'm taking a little bow wow with my little dog with me. Maybe. And we're going to New Orleans. And they go to Master P. It's possible. But yeah. I think things worked out okay with him. Jermaine Dupree handled his business decently for the young man. Anyway, this yeah. is Savage O'Malley. Yes. <laughs> A.K.A. Uh, why do I want to go with, uh, Scotty Frisco, uh, Scorpio Skittles, not, not Scorpio <laughs> Skittles. What? No. I combined two nicknames. I thought it would work. I tried. Nobody calls me Skittles. I, what was it? Was it? I thought you had some. Isn't there's no, there's no Skittles in there anywhere. I thought you had one with Skittles. No, no. I used to talk to a girl that named Skittles. Oh, I thought you had one in your, in your nickname. No. Scotty Scorp. Yeah, there you go. Snuggle Jennings. Yes. <laughs> I derailed it. I'm sorry, man. Sav the Destroyer. Yes, I like that one. There's a good one. That sounds, uh, just, we're getting ready to review a Marvel yeah. movie. That sounds like a character straight out of one of the movies, dude. Sav the Destroyer. I like that. Yes. <laughs> Sav the Destroyer, and I, mean, I gotta think of a cool <laughs> name for you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And Bill. <laughs> it's Sav the Destroyer and Bill. From IT. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like one of those bad uh, like previews before a movie. They're like, Sav the Destroyer and Bill from IT. <laughs> What's his superpower? He tells dumb people who don't know that their computer needs to be plugged in in order to work. Uh, yeah, is it plugged in? Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Super saves, swoops in and saves the day. Thank God for Bill. Yeah. He's a hero. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of jobs and careers, I was going to say, uh, a little on a little side note, I know that on a previous episode we had talked about I made the switch from business development manager to real estate agent. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been now in real estate. Uh, I heard something like that. Yeah, a little over a month. And I just helped my first client submit an offer to buy a home in Placerville. Uh, submitted the offer late yesterday. Matter of fact, I couldn't buy tickets to the movie because I knew that I had to have a phone appointment with this gentleman and go over the contracts and talk about how much money he wanted the offer to be and, and the stipulations of the offer. And I just knew that if I bought a ticket for a certain time that I was going to be stuck and not be able to go. So I oh, waited. Definitely. Until, so I waited until I got off the phone with him and I pulled up all the forms and I did everything through DocuSign. I put everything together and sent it out. And I literally got that offer out. And so I will know today is Saturday. Saturday, what, the sixth? I will know I've given we gave we put the I put the offer out Friday afternoon and I gave them till Sunday by five. To come back and let us know if they accept the offer or not. So right now I have an offer on the table for a home in Placerville. Fingers crossed. Hopefully everything goes well and I will get my 
first home in escrow. That would be amazing. So just a bit of uh, career news there. I'm excited, but I had to literally put off buying the ticket to the Eternals because you were like, I'm going to see the Eternals. I'm catching an early preview Thursday night. And I'm like, oh, shit. I completely forgot about this movie and I want to see it because I want to review it when we get together. So, yeah, I got off work at it was I got done at five and the Eternals was playing at 515. So I got on Fandango and I'm like, order, 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 picked my seat. You know, it was a full theater, but I found a seat just me by myself jam down the hill the eldorado hills i'm sweating it like am i gonna make it am i gonna make it fuck there's like 25 minutes of previews i like i didn't even even have to i didn't even have to worry one bit i got in sat down you know how they have the commercials before the previews start i got got my popcorn and drink and they were doing the commercials prior to that and then 20 the movie started at 5 15 but the actual film didn't start until 5 41 for me so yeah um do the math but yeah a lot of previous i was got there in plenty plenty of time to kick back recline my seat grab my soda get my popcorn and and chill and enjoy the flick man but uh yeah so that was a whirlwind day man not only did i get to see the latest marvel movie but i put it put in my first offer for a buyer on a home so now we're just well somebody had a busy friday I did, man. I did. And it was it was exciting, man. And I'm, I'm just praying, keeping my fingers crossed because I'm only a month in. And the nice thing is, is this gentleman's doing an all cash offer. He's got the cash. So he's not, we're not waiting on a mortgage lender or a loan officer, which means, you know, we don't have to get uh, a home appraisal. When you do cash, it speeds up the process. So somebody was watching out for me because I've been telling my wife, you know, I started in September. And now we rolled through October and I didn't have anything going. Like I had nothing going. I told my, and they've been nice enough to keep me on salary until through December. So come January 1, my salary stops and I'm straight commission based. So I told my wife, I said, man, I got a couple people looking, but I don't think they're really interested in anything. I don't know what's going to happen if I don't have a deal going before the salary stops. The money runs dry and then I don't know what we do. Well, this guy took him to two properties Monday. The first property we looked at, he's like, I don't know. I'll think about it. I'm like, oh, he doesn't like it. Second property, we drove up. He didn't even get out. He rolled down his window and was like, nope, not interested. Don't like it. Don't want to look at it. Let's go. And so we we drove around the corner, pulled over and he goes, now you kind of have an idea of what I'm looking for. The first house was okay. This one not at all. So throw some more property. So I throw some more properties his way and he doesn't like any of the ones I throw. Then all of a sudden I get a call Thursday and he's like, I think that first one we looked at on Monday, I'm going to go for it. Let's do it. And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Let me get the contracts together. We'll go over to contracts Friday and we got it all shot out. But because he's cash that speeds the escrow is usually 30 days. It takes 30 days, but this we can knock out in 12 to 14 because it's all cash you know, basically, we just have to get the inspections done on our end. And if everything goes well with the inspections and they accept the offer, we're good to go. So uh, somebody was watching out for me and smiling down on me that my first ever, because who has $350,000 in the bank normally, right? Not me. <laughs> you know, I wish I wish I did, but I don't. TikTokers. This, this dude does. And he's ready to buy, ready to rock and roll. And it was just such a blessing for me that if this offer is accepted, and the inspections go well, and uh, and he loves, and there's nothing that needs like serious, serious repair, 
that this is going to go through and it's going to go through quickly and it will give me the cushion that I need to then uh, take that weight off my shoulders a little bit where I can really focus, focus on bringing in more sales, but take some of that nerve out of fuck, where's the money going to come from? You know, like, so I feel blessed. I feel like, you know, whatever higher power you believe in, God, the Lord, Jehovah, Jah, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever you believe somebody was watching out for me because i've been talking to other agents I'm like oh my god my first deal was an fha loan and the inspections took forever and then the septic tank blew up and it just didn't work out and it took extra time and it was such a pain in the ass and i'm like wow so far sorry to hear that this has been easy as hell like <laughs> i'm not having it i was just like click send done okay we're just waiting to hear back uh we call that the uh Welcome to the game. Good luck beginning. Hey, it's not usually this easy. Oh, uh, so it's, it's what my uh, my director of residential sales told me. He goes, Bill, this is like unheard of. It's not normally like this. Like, they don't normally have cash. They don't normally, this dude, what whatever the price was for the home, he just offered, he didn't try to lowball. He's like, let's give him this price. Like, that's what I want to offer him. That's what I want to give him. I called the eight listing agent on the other side. She doesn't have like 10 offers. Like, you know, like a lot of times they'll have 10 offers on the table and say like, well, Bob offered this. What are you going to do? You're going to raise yours up? You know, there's none of that. I called her and I'm like, hey, you know, we're, I'm showing your property. Just want to let you know my name's Bill. Do you want me to leave a business card? She's like, no, please. I want you to write an offer. And I'm like, okay, this lady's hungry. She ain't got no offers on the table. And I call her, I go, you have any offers pending? And she's like, nothing. I got nothing. Please write an offer. Like, and this dude's first offer is full of full asking price. So like all those things, like, you know, everybody wants to lowball or make a deal. This dude was like, no, I know it's high, but that's the market right now. And I think that's a fair price. Let's do it. Full offer in on the table. Let's go. And so I'll know tomorrow night, hopefully if they accept and we're going to get the ball rolling and, uh, That'll be a huge, huge, huge weight lifted from my shoulders. And what that's going to do is free me up to really just focus on what I need to do and, and get more sales and get, bring more customers in and, without having to worry. You know what I mean? Well, congratulations. Thank you, Matt. Thank maybe. You. Yes, maybe. I know we're just up in the air. Hopefully. Yeah. A couple episodes down the road, you'll have an update. But yeah, as of right now, I'm feeling good about it only because... The listing agent does not have any offers on the table and didn't sound like she had any. She sounded a little desperate to get an offer. And the fact that my man that I'm working with went full full price right out the gate, didn't try to haggle, even though he knows they got no offers, he could have tried to come down. He didn't, he was cool about it, full price. I like, I, I got a good shot, man, I got a good shot. I'm feeling real good about it, so yeah. Yeah, man, that's exciting, and uh, yeah, just that just hit me all of a sudden. I thought about that, so, and that was literally what I was doing Friday before I hopped in the car and jammed to the uh, El Dorado Hills movie theater to catch the Eternals. So what you're telling me is you're out there doing, yes, sir, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. Well, you saw Eternals on Friday, yes. And I saw Eternals on Thursday night with... Oh, you nasty. Nice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And as we were talking right now, I literally just got an email from Regal. Uh Uh-huh. Because I watched Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Eternals. Uh Uh-huh. I got 3,000 bonus extra credits to my Regal account. I I don't know what mine's at. I forgot my card, so I didn't... uh, But I I purchased through the the Fandango app. 
and they automatic my cards automatically entered in so I can probably look and see where my points are. But yeah, I've seen all those movies too, so I should have at least the same amount of points as you got. Like Well, I just tell you this. Um I mean, you said who has three hundred fifty thousand laying around, right? I mean, I got forty six thousand regal credits. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I could probably go buy a house right now. You looking Cash. to buy? Yeah. I can help you. You know out. a guy? I know a guy that can help you out, man. Yeah. So the Eternals, yes. the first major film of Phase Four, yes, released on Thursday, technically yes, Friday the fifth, yes, uh, but it. You know, the old uh, Thursday night special release. Right, correct. A week ago or so ago, oh, you nasty was like, yo, you want to go watch Eternals? And I was like, yes. And he was like, all right. And then I was like, what's day? He's like, Thursday. And I said, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. And we looked and almost all the seats were gone at the 630 show, but I found two. And now with the stadium seating, you know what I mean? Like, there's not really a bad seat in the house as long as you're not in those no, front seats. They're great. Yeah. So we were in the back row to the right, but it was fine. It was great seats. Yeah, yeah. So we went and saw that uh, Thursday night. Uh, also, because my birthday was last week, I had gotten a email from Regal saying a free large combo. Nice. So free large popcorn, free large drink. Nice. Walked in there. Uh, me, we, you know, I, Nick was like, I get popcorn. I was like, dude, this is a free large. Let's share it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can reach in my bucket. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that kind of movie. Careful. Hey yeah. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh why don't we uh why don't we uh why don't we just start with uh with uh what'd you think? What what you you know, you, you started to talk about it before we hit the record button. I said stop. Yeah, this is just very for me, the thing I'm used to with Marvel is fami familiarity. Uh, and that was the one thing that kind of threw me off with this movie a little bit. If we're going to start off with a negative is I'm so used to this, uh, giant connected universe that Marvel has created. I mean, obviously if you go all the way back to the first Iron Man, they were just building it, but I knew who Iron Man was. I was familiar with Robert Downey Jr. Um, and they immediately in that first movie start weaving in the characters and, and bringing you into this world and creating this to the point where now every movie has something that you're familiar with, right? I mean, we just saw Shang-Chi. We reviewed it. They brought the Mandarin back in Shang-Chi. And they had um, Wong, Doctor Strange's sidekick in Shang-Chi. So there's always this familiarity. And the first thing that, that I noticed with this movie is I'm like, I don't know who the fuck any of these people are. Like, I, I didn't even know this comic book existed. Never saw a cartoon, never read a book, never even heard of The Eternals. I've never heard of it. Like, so this movie was not on my radar at all. So when I get in and I sit down and I got my popcorn and my drink and immediately they've got the Star Wars scroll. You know what I'm talking about? Like they give you a little blurb like to, to kind of break you into what's going on. This like, was after the 29 minutes of previews. Yes, after the, yeah, yeah after 50,000 previews. Um, they've got the scroll where it's like they kind of give you like, here's what's happening. Like, oh, and I'm like, oh, no, like you got to get an explanation before the movie even starts. I've never seen that. There was a lot of firsts. That was the thing that really kind of caught my eye about this movie is for a Marvel movie and how long they've been going. A lot of firsts. First Marvel movie that I ever remember that had the scroll where they open you up by telling you what's going on. Like, I've only seen that happen in Star Wars as far as I can remember. 
Um, that was the first. Um, Clearly, you've never seen Spaceballs. Oh, that's right. Well, Spaceballs was making fun of Star Wars. That's why they did that. Yeah. Yes. So the first Marvel movie to do that, that was the first time they've ever done that in a Marvel movie. Uh, first love scene. Like official, like full on, like passionate. They were on the beach going at it, looking in each other's eyes. Like that's never happened in a Marvel movie. Like that I can, correct me if I'm wrong, but that I can remember in any of the Marvel movies. I don't remember a sex scene like that. Um, and I, it was very awkward for me because I bought a seat by myself and I, of course, who do you think I'm sitting next to? Like a 10 year old girl. It's mom, dad, and his two daughters. Clearly dad's a massive Marvel fanatic. He drags his little girls. So they've got their feet up there in slippers. They got blankets. And uh, they start tittering when that seat, like, oh, look, ah, ah, ah. and I'm going like, yeah, this is not at all awkward, right? It's very awkward. This I was is like, fine. Yeah, this is fine. Yeah, it's okay. So, I mean, yeah, that was, um, uh, so yeah, first scrolling open with, with a description of the story, first love scene, uh, first gay kiss, like, as far as I know, maybe first gay, gay hero, like openly gay anyway. Uh, first Indian hero. I don't believe they've ever had an Indian superhero, someone of East of Indi Indian descent as a hero. So there's just a lot of uh, a deaf, a deaf superhero, somebody who uses sign language. Um, just a ton of like firsts in this movie. Like uh, they really bit off a big. They had a big task at hand because the the Eternals are almost like the Avengers and the fact that they're a large group that have been together for a long time and done a lot of things. But Marvel took years to unpack the Avengers and give them to us. And I felt like they just went like, here's the Eternals. Here they are. Here we go. And we're going to give you flashbacks as we go. So you can kind of understand what's happening. And for me, that was, it was difficult to get connected like immediately out the gate, like not immediately, but pretty quickly. Um, Oh, what was her name? Selma Hayek's character. And, of course, she's not coming. She's Ajak. Ajak. They killed her off fairly quickly. Like, they introduce you to her and she dies. And they're all, like, distraught, crying, very sad. And I don't really feel anything. Because I'm like, I haven't had a time to connect with this lady. Like, sucks she died. But I don't feel a connection to her because I barely got to know her. And I felt the same way about um, the big dude who was really strong. His character, was it? Uh, Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Loved his character, but hadn't had that much time to get to know him and get to know who he was. So when they killed him off, I was like, that sucks. He was kind of cool, but I didn't feel attached. So for me, it was like, I wish they would have, I don't know how, maybe there was no way to do it, but I wish we could have kind of been more introduced, maybe through a television show or maybe sprinkling them throughout the Marvel Universe prior to just maybe in cutscenes, just kind of throwing this movie at us. Like it felt a little like it was a lot to do and a lot to unpack. They had to introduce us to all the characters. We had to get to know all the characters, get to like them, get to know who they were in a span of two hours. Like, and it just was a lot. The big undertaking. Um, that being said, the cinematography, the scope of the movie, I thought was brilliant i thought it was one of the best looking marvel movies i wish i'd seen it on imax the big open shots of the desert and london and the ocean were incredible the action sequences the fighting i don't feel like they gave it it's just due in the trailers 
the trailers made it look like it was going to be kind of a boring, like a talky movie. And I thought the fight sequences were incredibly well done. The visual effects were great. I just felt like the story was a little rushed and a little muddled for me. Like, like it was a weird storyline where uh, I just, it was like kind of all over the place. And um, I, I, it's, it was definitely entertaining. I'm glad I watched it. Um, but definitely if I had to rank it in Marvel movies, it's not like top 10, it's, it's low. It'd be low ranking for me as far as glad I watched it. Um, it's one of the lowest on Rotten Tomatoes. It's one of the lowest rated Marvel movies ever. I think it's like sitting at 50% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I don't think it was that bad. The fans have it at like 80% and I'd probably lean more. If I was going to rate it, I'd put it in the like sixties, mid sixties, somewhere in that ballpark on a scale of a hundred. Um, yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it, but I thought the story was just all over the place, and it was just a weird, like a weird plot line to me, like the, kind of dicey for me. All right. Yeah. How'd you feel, man? Well, we, we've talked about this a little bit. Like it's it's one of those things where where you and me have differed on things because we go into it with different expectations this one i'd forgotten it even existed i didn't know what to expect because i had no clue who these people even were i went into it with the expectation of this this is a whole new era right we know nothing yeah i anticipated that i was going into it thinking the entire movie might be slow because we have to do a shit ton of character development. Yeah. That's what my expectation was. Yeah. And I would say the first half an hour or so was pretty slow. Yeah, it was. Because it was character development. And then I'll be honest, when um, Kingo and Karun Mm-hmm. Kumail Nanjiani yes. and his assistant. His valet. Yeah. Right? Started to unleash the humor and yeah. the Marvel humor started to come out. Right. In the middle, I would say the middle to the about almost the last, up until the, about the last 20 minutes. Right. It picked up. Story started to kind of get there and I started to really enjoy it. Right. And then the last 20 minutes were fantastic. Yeah. To me. And uh, that it, action, the fights, it, it, it was, was yeah, it was, was uh, visually stunning. Yes, you know, agreed. Um, and um, I just thought that overall, it was kind of what I expected. And and what I told all you nasty when we were driving home on the way after after the movie, as I said, I feel like it's not fair to judge this movie because what's going to happen is four or five years down the road, we're going to look back and see so much stuff that is built into this movie that we yeah. didn't realize yeah. because we don't know. Yeah. And then it's going to make like, I've gone back and I've, it's insane to me. Like how many early Marvel movies I've watched where they're already planting shit for six years oh, down they, the road. They did it. They, the they did it forever. Yeah. From right. The so, 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 so this is no different where we just don't know. So I, and I thought it was, I thought it was well written. I thought that mm. the things that I did understand, yeah, I thought it was entertaining. I was visually entertained as well as just being enjoying the movie, like visually stunning, like I said. And uh, I started to pick up on little bit of things, and uh, I'm really excited um, about uh, where we're headed. 
Yeah, I uh, I hear what you're saying, but I I just didn't I I I, I the story of all right. So you got Haramesh, is that what it is? The big dude in the sky, he's almost like God. He's got control of the whole universe. So he creates the deviants, right? The I devi- talked about Arishim. Harishim, thank you. He creates the deviants to come down to kill the creatures on Earth so the people can flourish. But the deviants get out of control. So then he creates the Eternals to take care of the deviants to protect the people. But the really the only reason he's protecting the people is so that they can thrive and feed this big giant thing that's just going to kill them all? Like, what's so, what's the point? Like, I didn't... Because the, the, the humans are food. They're basically energy. Right. The celestial... The, the, the planets are basically an incubation cube. The right. People... Are the energy that help basically build and birth the celestial. Right. And, he's and celesti- this- when celestials, when the emergence happens, right. celestials basically come out or they're like born, if you will, and they destroy the planet. Right. And then, and, 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 and but in the process, create whole other galaxies. Cause they're like, if the celestial doesn't come, think of all the other galaxies that, that could be affected. Like celestials create galaxies. So you're sacrificing the planet to create to um to create a celestial and then the celestial then creates galaxies and more planets and right but then they're but then those planets are going to be destroyed by celestials too n- not like all of them so no? like here's the thing is yeah, the it's, celestials see it's kind of So messy. the rumor is this is this is is this is celestials are at war so that's why they're making more celestials because they're at war with each other uh-huh. right so they're, they're they're right and then so harem Arishem is uh you know the i don't know if he's the king you know yeah, or whatever he but was like, almost like god yeah like, that's what it felt like like he had control right. of everything like and, and and so like there's a lot of, and, and and they talk about it and there's a little bit of things like so remember in the guardians of the galaxy where they were. Ta- it was uh, Kurt Russell was talking about where they came from and how they yes. ended up blowing up the planet. Yes, that was because that was a celestial that went wrong and they had to blow it up and start all over. Okay, so that's what that was, and that's what what they were trying to avoid with the. Um, I'm blanking out. What are the things that he created first? The the, the deviants. The, the deviants, right? So yeah. they were they they created the Eternals to get rid of the deviants because they were trying to avoid. You know, they were already thousands of years in on this 7,000-year process to create a celestial. So what happened is they're trying to avoid that, so they created the Eternals to get rid of the Deviants so they didn't have to blow it up and start all over again. Right. Because it's such a process. You see what I'm saying though? That's a that plot is is it's a little it's a little out. I've never left a Marvel movie and been like, what the fuck? Like I was just like, I got it, but I was like, it's that's a stretch dude like it's just and then uh, just like okay so you create the eternals to get rid of the deviants and protect the people because they're the food for the celestial so he can destroy the planet and move on and create other things but when you create the eternals why make one a little girl like why make one death why make one who's just smart and builds things but one that's got laser beams and and can fly like why can't they all fly why didn't you make them so they all fly they're all strong they all got the laser beams they go through and wipe out the 
<laughs> wipe out the deviants like that and then they and problem solved like i didn't understand why why we get one that looks sprite what did sprite do like she told stories like I, what was her point like she was pointless to me like and like she was a cool character but i didn't feel like and, and why did the one uh Cersei, her power Cersei. yeah turning w- water to rocks and rocks to water and oh she for thousands and thousands and thousands of years she's had these powers and just now figures out that she turns an eternal into a tree like she's like i don't know how i did that wouldn't you be fucking with your powers for like thousands of years and trying to figure that shit out like like it just it, it, there's a lot of like gaps and like holes for me where i was like why would why would you do that why would the fast one be deaf and that was the other thing one's fast i've seen that one shoots laser beams out of his eyes well there's an x-man that does that one's really strong i've seen that i didn't feel it, they were like the x-men but not as cool like it just wasn't like I wasn't blown away by their personalities or their characters. Like they had Angelina Jolie, probably the best actress, you know, that we know of in the, in the cast. And they kind of saddled her because she was having the brain flashbacks and, and trying to kill people. So she wasn't able to cut loose and act till the end more. Like I just, there was a lot of like gaps and holes for me where I was just like, why, why would they do that? Like if you've got this power, you can create these beings to be whatever you want, why hinder them by making one deaf and one little with no powers at all? She clearly had no powers. She should, other than creating stories and being able to look like other things. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I just didn't get that. Like, just make them all badass. It was just, I kind of felt like the old guard. I felt like we'd, and I, I guarantee, I don't know how old the old guard is. I'm sure that the Eternals were first. I don't have any doubt. Marvel's been around forever. But after watching the old guard about these people that live forever and have lived through all these wars and they're fighting to help humanity, I felt like that was a better version of this movie. Like, I I, I loved the old guard. And then also when the one guy, uh, Icarus, flips out and goes bad, I just kept thinking of uh, dude from The Boys. Like he flies and he shoots the beams. He gets pissed and the beams fly out everywhere. What's that character's name? The His name's Homelander. Homeland. I kept thinking of Home. I'm like, this dude is. He's really good looking with the rugged jaw and the Superman vibe going on. He's he's Homelander. So I'm like, all right. I've seen this done better in the boys. I've seen it done better in Old Guard. I know what they were trying to do. They had a lot to unpack. But Marvel has done movies where they've launched this career the first movie can be good like it wasn't awful like i said on a scale of one to ten i'd put it at a six but it was for me i'm not that i didn't leave the theater going oh my god what's gonna happen next i don't care about thanos's brother like that care i was like who's this prick looking dude like i just like i don't care and i just did i was like and and then the second scene um the second cut scene where it's the boyfriend and you learn that he's going to be uh well what i looked at online he's a character called the black knight Uh basically that's the sword of king arthur that's the most interesting thing to me i want to know about that guy more than i care about him going off and finding his girlfriend in space like i don't i don't care about that story all that much i want to know about the black knight and the voice the voice of are you sure you want to do that when he starts to grab the sword uh, as I was leaving the theater, everyone in our theater believed it was the Watcher. That it's the Watcher from What If, telling him, are you sure you want to do that? Uh, it's and, not. No, it's not. And I know, yeah. And other people were like, it was Sam Jackson. 
And I'm like, that. I wasn't either The Watch or Sam Jackson. So I went home and got online. It's Blade. Yep. That I'm more excited for. Like, give me a Blade flick. I've been waiting on Blade. I want Blade and The Black Knight. Give me that movie all day long. I don't care what happens with Thanos' brother and these guys in space to try to get away from Harrisham or whatever his name is. I, it's fine. It was fine. I was entertained. Like you said, special effects, action, visually stunning. The characters, I just, I didn't fall in love with any of them. Like, I, I'm like, bring on Blade. I want Blade. Like, let's go. All right. I feel like we're going to argue. Yeah, do it. Please. I feel like you are old man, get off my lawn, give me the characters that I know. These are the people I know. I want my Blade, I want my Thor, I want my Captain America. I, I want don't need my... Thor anymore. Well, I, you know what I'm saying <laughs> though. Thor, like, Love, and Thunder's not and, high on my I, list right I, now Because I think that's where we're at right now is, is, is we're, now, we're now in the stage where we're gonna have to go deep Marvel. Yeah. Right, and you say, oh, this reminds me of Homelander, this reminds me of this, or, right? All of these things, I know, jacked oh, from course. Stan Lee yeah, yeah. that created fifty years ago. But in they've comic done books. it better, in my opinion. Like I didn't know who Homelander was, but their new characters, I fell in love with them. Like I like, I would love the boys. I wanted, I you can give me new characters and I'll fall in love with them. I don't have a problem with a new character, but I gotta like the story. And the story wasn't great, man. It was muddled and all over the place. And I and I get it. These people were probably in the comic books, deaf and a little girl, because it. It makes for more of an interesting book, but it doesn't make that doesn't mean it makes sense. And it and it's and and here's and here's the thing: like we know that Stan Lee has done this throughout time, and 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 uh, I forget homeboy's name, Jack Kirby. Yes, Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby, like yeah. right? Yep. Why did His they do that? His name was more in this than Stan Lee. Right. I don't know if Stan Lee had as much to do with the. Eternals why why do they Kirby. do that? Because. When they were writing this, they wanted the deaf people to feel like they had somebody too. Yeah, and they I don't know. I haven't read the comic. Maybe she's not deaf in the comic. This could also be a woke thing where they've got to include everybody. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. So, yeah. so I, I just, for me, I look at it this way. I, I don't. I was entertained. Yeah. I'm glad I went. Yeah. yeah I yeah. thought it was good. Um, I've spent my Thursday evening in much much worse ways sure absolutely <laughs> um but i also feel like i'm not in a position to say this was great or terrible or because it is so unknown where do we go from here what like i just like it's like judging a house on on the foundation i don't know man what are we going with this i don't know like i i it wasn't terrible i thought it was good i was entertained but where we go from here like that's important to me, like because to see what all of this means, because we don't know what this means. I don't know what it means. I'm not that much of a of a old comic book head. Like there's probably, and I know there's no, people, I'm not either. and there's people out there that I, I've seen, I've seen videos and people uh, that, that absolutely hate it, and I've seen people that are clearly into this that are like, you don't understand how amazing this was, and that's the thing is like. I'm in the middle. I don't understand because I don't have the knowledge. It was I know who Captain America was. I know yeah, yeah. who Iron Man yeah. was. I know who all of these people were, right? Like, I'll be honest. When Black Widow first came out, I thought Black Widow was fucking whack. Yeah. She was trash. Waste. Okay, this, is, this character is just here because we need to have a woman. Yeah. That was it. She doesn't do anything. Right. That's what I thought. Oh, cool. She's a fucking spy who's kicking the crap out of guys on a fucking cargo ship. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, yeah. But she was much bigger. But I didn't know that then. When I first saw it, I thought she was a waste. What's the point? 
And I didn't even think she was that hot to me. But <laughs> she got hotter. I never thought about the Black Widow in that way. I I, I didn't. I liked her character. I didn't. Day. I thought yeah. she was a waste. I yeah. thought it was just oh god, we've got a woman now, and she, like you got guys, you know, Iron Man and Thor and Captain America, all these guys with superpowers, and what is she? Yeah, she's the covert spy. She's yeah. fucking yeah. woman Jason Bourne. Cool. Yeah, yeah that's what she yeah, gives a much. fucking shit. You're yeah. wasting my time. But yeah. that was in the beginning. Now, like. I love the Black Widow movie. I love the character. I love who she became. She's I in love... the Avengers, though, which was an amazing movie, man. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't understand. Like, certain things that happen, you don't get whatever. Like, I, and then all I know is that Marvel has, for 12 years or however long it is, has done a real good job of putting things in place for a reason, wrapping things up, making sure that everything that is done is for a reason. So... That's my take is that I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And I'm I'm excited to see where we're going because it's a new area of Marvel that I don't know anything about. And the storylines that uh, I see kind of approaching are, uh, are going to be... Uh, I'm excited to see where it goes because a lot of this is connected to uh, Kang the Conqueror. And, 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 and you know, so... We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, man. Like I said, I didn't feel like I wasted my money. I just didn't. I, like I told you, and I was being completely honest, I completely forgot this movie dropped. When you were like, I'm going to see it Thursday, I was like, oh shit, that's right. This is coming out. That hasn't happened to me in, with a Marvel movie in a long time. I don't forget Marvel movies are dropping. This one was just not even on my radar. Like the Spider Man one that's coming out right before Christmas, that's been on my radar now for like, years like since they whatever the last one dropped i knew there was gonna be another one coming i wanted the next one um you can not know the characters but they could set it up so brilliantly that you are excited and that you do love them and you do want more and that was the problem for me i was entertained it didn't leave me wanting more i am not like going like when's eternals too when like what when's that dropping what the eternals did for me was go when's blade coming out and blade's a perfect example knew nothing about blade i had no idea there was a black vampire killing comic book made by marvel until they put the movie out knew nothing about that character fall fell in love with him was on board for three movies like, and you know, when Eternals 2 drops, I'll go, but yeah, I, I'm not on pins and needles like I am normally for a Marvel movie. They didn't, but when Eternals, the setup was rough. But when Eternals 2 drops, yeah, there's gonna be 10 movies in between. It, 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 there's gonna, of course, the, 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 the universe is gonna be set up. Yeah, it's gonna be, I get it. it's gonna be like totally different. It's you. You mentioned the the found. You judging a house on the foundation. It's got a rocky foundation, so that better be a pretty fucking amazing house, because it's it's off to a rough start for me. For me, I'm not. Like I said, I'm just not blown away. I agree with you that uh, the when the point the when the humor kicked in, it got better, because at first they had the, the the running gag of oh these are my old friends from college. I'm like, is this the best joke you guys could come up with? Because it ain't funny. It wasn't funny the first time. And now you've had three three more times. Like, these are my friends from college. And I'm like, no, that's not funny. Like, it wasn't funny then. It ain't funny now. Like, but you're right. The moment they brought the, um, the moment they brought in the valet and his character, the humor started. And you're right. From that moment on, the movie turns a corner. Like, the first up to that point, I was not on board at all. And it gets a lot better. Um, I definitely K like Kumail and his valet were funny. The uh, 
The Asian Iron Fist was hilarious. Whatever is uh, uh, yeah, Gilgamesh. yeah, yeah. He was good. He was yeah, that was very, at that same he, time. We got the valet subtle, and from then on. It got good. Humor. Yeah, because he was in the he was cooking in the apron. Yeah, from that point on, that movie takes a corner. So when they killed him off, too, I was disappointed. I wasn't connected to him as much, but I was like, oh, bummer. He was kind of cool. But um, that was the other thing I was going to say. A first in the Marvel universe, they mentioned DC characters twice in this movie. He says the valet is just like Batman. Oh, you got your own valet, your own personal person. That's just like Batman. And they go, yeah. And the kid calls uh, Icarus Superman. It's Superman. It's Superman. I saw you flying. And he's like, nah, man, I don't wear, I don't do a cape. So that's, they've never acknowledged the DC universe ever that I can remember. Maybe again, if I'm wrong or if the listeners let me know, I could be mistaken, but I don't believe DC has ever, uh, Marvel has ever mentioned DC. So I thought it was crazy that we got two. And then they didn't just mention any DC characters. They mentioned their two big guns. I mean, when DC pulls out their guns, it's Superman and Batman. Those are two big dogs. So for them to each get mentioned. uh, Yeah, man. I thought that was kind of cool, too. I thought that was a nice nod. I also want to say this. And this is something that I thought. And then OU Nasty told me when it was happening was um, so Makari. Uh huh. Who was uh, the deaf? Yes. Right? Extremely fast? Yes. That right there, that scene on the beach, that's why Flash would kick the shit out of Superman. Kick the shit out of Superman? Absolutely. Yeah. If he, in a real world. But you can't hurt Superman. That's the problem. So that's what she was doing. She kept running into that dude. And after a while, he was just like, look, quit it. And he grabbed her and was like, stop this now. And he threw her down and punched her because, yes, the Flash is fast. But that's the problem with Superman. Superman has all the powers. He's fast like Flash, too. He just doesn't use that very often because bullets bounce off of him and he feels no pain. But, yeah, so that, that was the thing. Like, why did they make this one guy who could fly and was really strong and could shoot laser beams out of his eyes, but the other girl's just fast? Like, and then the one guy was just smart. Like, I, I didn't quite. And how? But that the smart guy could launch things from his hand. But then that was just all the one guy did was launch things from his hand. Like, and I'm like, why? I don't know, man. It, it just for me, like, looked good, great action, good special effects muddled story and i didn't really care for the characters all that much so they got a lot of work to do for me uh i'll tell you this my absolute favorite part of the movie was something i said a long time ago was right what what did you say a long time ago that was right i don't remember i say a lot of things that are right yes you do that's why i can't remember yeah, obviously makes sense yeah makes sense yes you're doing your Trump hands here. <laughs> no, people can't see it. I ready? should take a picture. Ready? Yeah. Thanos wasn't a villain. Ah, right. He saved the world. He knew it was coming. Yeah. That's why he did it. He knew there was a celestial being born. That's why he killed half the population. How come he didn't just say that then? Hmm? How come he wouldn't just come out and let people know, look, there's a celestial coming, and if we don't kill half the population, you're going to die? What would you do if somebody came to Earth and said that shit right now? You'd be like, that guy's out of his fucking mind. Right. Kill him. But yeah, he didn't need, He didn't even try, though. But yeah, I mean, but, we I mean, weren't going to stop him anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 allude to that, that, that he delayed it. Yeah. No, I get it. I, right? did, I did like right out the gate in the beginning. 
and and I think he knew that because that's what happened to Titan. Right. It could be. Yeah. For the greater good. Two wrongs don't make a right, though. Killing people is killing people, man. Right? <laughs> hey, you want to kill? You want to kill seven billion or three and a half billion? Yeah. No, I get what you're saying, but uh, yeah. We either all die or half of us die. <laughs> that sucks. That's a shitty. That's choice, your choice. Though. I know. Yeah. I right. Get- I get it. That's your choice. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I understand it's hard. Somebody had to be the guy that snapped and did it. How come Thanos' brother looks like somebody from One Direction and Thanos had like a big purple face? Have they explained any of that? Have you heard anything about that yet? Because Thanos looks like an alien and then his brother shows up in the cutscene. He's from an eternal family. And so Thanos' dad looks, he looks like his dad, Thanos' mom, Harry Styles' Looks more like his mom. Okay, gotcha. Thanos' mom looks less blue facey. Okay, so I was wondering, like, all of a sudden this guy shows up and he's like, "Hello, I'm Thanos' brother." I'm like, "Why you look like you just came off of a GQ magazine, dude? Like, who who are you? Like, why aren't you blue? Like, okay, I get that. That makes a little more sense then. All right, that's good to know. Because I was like, what the hell? Like, but I did like that they unpacked right at the beginning to to speed up the. Because you know there was going to be a lot of questions there right out the gate. The one guy's like, why didn't you help us with Thanos? Where the hell have you been? Why are you still here? He asked those questions of her right out the gate, and she explained it. Because you knew they had to unpack that. They're like, you telling me you've been here this whole time and you didn't help during all this shit? And they're like, well, we couldn't help, and we're not allowed. And, I mean, it's, yeah. it's very similar to The Watcher. You're not supposed yeah, to. Yeah. You're not supposed to. They had their... Know. They had their orders, but I like that right at the beginning they had somebody ask that because they knew that the audience was, we were all sitting there going, where have these people been? They've been here for thousands of years, but they didn't help out? Like, yeah. So I thought that was uh, that was smooth the way they did that because you knew you knew those questions were coming up. They were going to be questions that needed to be answered. They got that over with early on. But yeah, like I said, man, I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. You know what I mean? It was fine. Like my wife said, what did you think? I said, well, not Marvel's best, but uh, I'm glad I saw it. But not not their best, not their best. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I, you know I'm on. Like I've said a million times on this podcast, I'm I'm on board for what they do. Uh, I'm just not waiting on pins and needles for the next movie. But the good thing is, is we got all kinds of stuff. I got Spider Man coming. I got Blade coming. Marvel doesn't disappoint. We're gonna get another Doctor Strange movie. Hey, Doctor Strange is one. I had no idea who Doctor Strange was. Had no interest. Uh, and then once I saw him in. Endgame and Infinity War. I loved him and went back and watched the movie and loved the movie. So they can introduce a character I've never heard of and do it well. They did it well with him. I just, these ones I don't feel like it was as well done. That's all. That's it. And, you know, Rotten Tomatoes agrees with me. So, <laughs> but I don't fully agree with Rotten Tomatoes. I think they're a little harsh. You just totally contradicted yourself. Yeah. Nah. Hey, bro, Rotten Tomatoes agrees with me. I mean, I don't really always agree with Ron. Tomatoes are a little fucking hard on things, so I don't know. No, they're hard. They gave it a 50%. That's low, man. That's that's dipping. That's borderline. If you get a 50 in school, what is that, a D, an F? That's like a failing grade, man. I don't know, dude. Yeah, you never and got the Comic those. Core. Though. Yeah. <laughs> 50 might be great now. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 100's great. If you're in the 80s or the 90s. But the fans gave it an I look at my wallet, I'd rather have 50 than nothing. You yeah. Know? What the fans give it was 88%. And the fans are what matter. In the, in the comic book world, in the Marvel world, critics don't run it. 
It's the fans who do. And the fans gave it 88%. And it'll be interesting to see the haul it pulls in this weekend. I'd be interested to see the number. My theater was full on a Friday night, but not to capacity. Um, but I saw a 515 show. So I don't, I don't ever listen to critics. We've talked about this. Yeah. Matrix got half a star. Fuck you. The first Matrix did? Yep. Oh, I thought the critics liked the first one. No, they one. fucking hated it. Uh, and then it remember. blew up, and then all of a sudden the critics liked it. I don't remember. They didn't understand it. Yeah. But yeah, like, a lot of people didn't understand it. Yeah. I watched it like, three times to figure out what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Like, I knew, and then, like, each time I watched it, I started to understand it more. Oh, that movie's, like, it's a lot. That movie's genius. Yeah, I, I think we were, like, 20 when that came out. Yeah, yeah. 90-something. Yeah, 99, 98, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. That's a great movie, man. Yeah, no, the critics... I don't always listen to the critics, but, like... When, when I'll start to listen is when the critics shit on it and then the regular people shit on it too. Like if I read oh, a shit, regular people. when I read a shit ton of bad reviews and then I go back to the office and five people are like, oh my God, I went and saw that new whatever fucking horrible. Then I start going, uh oh, uh oh, you know, but no, you're absolutely right. The critics don't always, but this time I say I'm in between the real people and Rotten Tomatoes. Like if, if, if we're at 50 and 80, I'd say I'm in the 60s somewhere, you know, like not terrible. Like, uh, but you know, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Good special effects. Just, I was looking for a little more and they didn't quite get there for me. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I, they got my $9 and they'll get the next nine too. But I can tell you when this comes on Disney plus, I probably won't watch it again. I just, that's just it, man. But I'll be honest, I haven't gone back and watched The Black Widow either, and I like that a lot more than this one. But I just, I'm not rushing back. There hasn't been a lot of re feeling like I need to see that again. You know what I mean? It's just maybe just me. Have you watched Black Widow yet since it's been on no. Disney Plus? No. I want to. But here's the problem. Yeah. It's not, I haven't watched Black Widow because I don't want to. Yeah. I'm like inundated with shit. Yeah. Like I can't catch up. I'm yeah. so far behind after the last six months, I can't catch up on shit. If I hadn't had COVID, I wouldn't have caught up on nothing, man. I watched that Wu-Tang series, Wu-Tang season two, while I, the American, what is it, Wu-Tang and American Saga? Watched it while I had COVID. The best TV show that I have seen in the last, I can't tell you, I, I think I like it better than The Boys. I think I like it better than The Mandalorian. I can't catch up because I just, there's so much stuff going on. What show is that? Peaky Blinders. Oh, I heard that was good. I it's seen phenomenal. That's it. what I've heard. It's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. On HBO Max, my wife started watching a show with Kaylee Kukwo from uh, Big Bang Theory called The Flight Attendant. Mm -hmm. We're four or five episodes in on that. That's a good one, too. She's a flight attendant, kind of a free spirit, likes to drink, likes to sleep around when she's traveling the world. And she hooks up with a dude on the plane who's got a lot of money sleeps with him wakes up and they've been drinking she got blackout drunk she wakes up in the bed next to him and he's murdered and she is in like a foreign country and she's like oh fuck and she starts cleaning it up and she's like i can't get arrested here you know they'll lock me up and throw away the key i'm an american in another country she gets on the plane goes back to america and then it's all about her trying to figure out what the fuck happened while the she's trying to piece things together in her mind and you're learning more about which how she was when she was young it's a pretty interesting show man uh, my wife started watching it i would have never turned it on but she put it on yeah there's just too many shows guess what what I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, I don't yeah. have enough fucking time. I understand. I can't even watch the shit I want to watch. I, hey, Peaky Blinders, dude. I would have to check that out. I heard it was good. Don't open that box. Yeah. Until you're ready. Okay. It's that. It's like one of them, huh? You can't. Like, oh, you nasty's been busting my balls about not watching Game of Thrones. He's like, you're gonna fucking love it, dude. Yeah. But don't open the box until you're ready to go all the way. Okay. If you're not ready to commit, don't do it. Okay. 
Because I'm like, we're already planning Peaky Blinders Halloween costumes next year. <laughs> yeah, there you right? go. Because you know me, I love violence. Yeah. And I love me some mafia type shit. Yeah. Right? That's just who I am. And That's this, what Peaky Blinders is? Sort of. Yeah, okay. So it's 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 hard to describe. Okay. It's amazing. All right. I'll have to check it out. I uh You know who the I, main guy is? No, I've heard good things, but I haven't watched it. So the main guy is um I forget his name right now off the top of my head, but it's uh Scarecrow from Batman. Oh, Kieran Kit Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah, the yeah. main guy. Okay. He's uh Thomas Shelby. Nice. Okay. Right. Just it's don't open the box till you're ready cuz oh, you're yeah. going to Well, I'm going to It's on Netflix? Yeah. Okay, so I'm thinking I, I'm actually on the brink of canceling the HBO Max. I've not been, I mean, my wife's watching the, I told my wife, I said, hurry up and finish this flight attendant show because I don't know how much longer I'm going to keep this. The movies are coming to an end now. And there's some stuff on there, but not enough stuff where I can justify that $15 a month. So it may have to go. I, I'm not 100% sure yet, but now that we've got Apple TV, there seems to be a little bit more on there. They've got the new Tom Hanks movie coming out. And they've got quite a bit of shows on there. I may cut off the, I may cut off the uh, HBO Max. I don't know. We'll see. Because the moment I say I'm going to cut it off, they're going to be like, "This is coming," and I'm going to be like, "Oh shit, never mind." Well, you're going to want to let that go through the end of the year, because of the movies, right? Yeah, I, I mean, because you'll probably want to see the Matrix. Well, I'm going to watch that in, in the theater, theater but then, you're, yeah. but you might want to watch it again at home. Yeah, I might. Depending on, hopefully, fingers crossed that it's amazing. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, you got a point there. I definitely will keep it through the end of the year. But do you know how bad the Matrix movie has to be for you to not like it? Uh, it'd have to be the Matrix Part Three. Yeah. I think that even if it was like Matrix Part Three, like like have you gone back and watched Matrix Three? I've watched it a few times. It's been a long time, but I've watched it three or four times. So I feel like I'd even it. if it's terrible, you're still gonna like it because getting seeing neo and getting back you know yeah, from yeah. the familiarity the nostalgia piece yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, and I, I don't and i don't think after all this time and i don't think i think it's going to be amazing no because i think they know they kind of fucked up on two and three so i think that they're they're trying to right some wrongs now i really do feel like that and then man to be honest this is just all a holdover for i'm really the one i'm more excited for than anything's john wick for like let's go man i'm, I'm ready for that shit it's been too long man those are fucking phenomenal series man i'm so in love with those movies man some of the best action in a long time those are great but anyway man yeah so there you have it bill gave it a six out of ten not terrible not great thinks the story's muddled he enjoyed the um he enjoyed the visual aspect oh, he thought it Beautiful. was uh the whoever the cinematographer was all the credit in the world uh, I'm going to give it a Stone Cold 75. Okay. Uh, it's definitely got a passing grade for me. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought uh, I got a lot of enjoyment from uh, the visual. I got a lot of enjoyment from the humor. Um, and then uh, uh, I got a lot of enjoyment from uh, little things that I was able to put together uh, that I see coming. So uh, good movie. Obviously, if you're a Marvel fan, you're going to go regardless. Sure. There's nothing we could have said that we like. No. This is the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And yep. you'd be like, I'm still going. Yes. So it's not that. So uh, um, absolutely go check it out. Um, and uh, let us know. We're waiting a week before we, we, we drop this. So give everybody a week to hopefully check it out and let us know what you think. Right. Drop some comments on the socials, if you will. Yes. Um, Please. 
as uh, as uh, as uh, the great philosopher Medea once said, Heller. <laughs> Heller. Heller. That's right. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, Ch- uh, we'll check in with you guys next week. Next week, we're going to talk about uh, some fun movie things that are coming up. Yes. Uh, and or or also not coming up. Right. Correct. So uh, a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about. A lot of entertainment. We get. I feel like we get towards the end of the year and like stuff starts to really pick up entertainment wise. Yeah. More shows, things like that. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. So I'm definitely looking uh, forward to that. So uh, thanks for listening. We will see you guys on the flip side. Get us out of here. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the two. Oh, nice. Get this man some lunch. Peace.